0: Here we are talking about coaching. I'm Yannick. Uh, as pretty much always, I'm here with my colleagues Nikki and Silvash. Hey, guys. Hey. Wonderful to have you. Our question today is from Stephen. Uh, Stephen, thank you. I know you're not alone with this question. Um, what you're asking is how much, to what extent should I plan my coaching sessions? And I know we had an episode uh, in 2020 now um, around preparation. And as far as we remember, well, we haven't listened back to that episode, but it was more about getting yourself ready kind of mentally, how to tune into that coaching mindset, do a little meditation. Um, what can you do to uh, be in a good space for the coaching session? This question is more about preparing, maybe not content, but like, Having some questions uh, in the back pocket that we could ask, maybe an exercise or anticipating obstacles that might come up. What kind of process might I be following? Um, Looking back at where that client is and what they want, focusing in on the goal. Do I have something to offer them that I could prepare before I actually meet them on the day? So there's a question I often hear most of the time from kind of newer coaches, um, but like, I know some coaches just like to prepare and have something. so um I, I'll put that question out there. To what extent is it helpful to prepare for a coaching session? Um, I've got thoughts, but I'm curious about yours first, actually. <laughs> what do you think? Do you prepare for sessions? Yeah, I think I think it's a really
1: great question um, because over time, what i've what I've noticed in my coaching is that, and preparation really helps and it's it's gone in different stages but one of the things that i found useful is for example having a bunch of questions that are specifically geared towards the beginning of the coaching session and then having some questions for example that are specifically for the end for those of you that
0: could you give an example
1: yeah you know so um and and this came really to my awareness during the going for the icf uh, what do you call it? The PCC credential. Mm-hmm. um Yeah, and, and I love this metaphor around like you know, the coaching session is almost like a, the, the the initial start is like the plane taking off, right? And then the the last part, the plane landing. So at the beginning, just you know, sometimes you could just say, okay, what what do you want to get out of the question? What what do you want to get out of this session, right? But if you have a few questions, it allows you just to go a little bit deeper and get really get more clarity, for example, like, all right, how would it feel like, you know, and by the end of this, by the end of this session, what do you want to get out of this? How would that look like? How would it feel like? And, you know, if, if someone, for example, is looking for something, if they're looking for more confidence, more clarity, we could ask them, you know, on a scale of one to 10, right? And where are you right now? comparison to where you want to be and yeah i think i think just some generic questions can be really useful and again this depends on where you are in your coaching but i think at the beginning um i think like anything right like initially when you're practicing things when you're driving when you're learning how to drive i think it's really good to have some guidelines and the more you practice these things after that it just i think becomes natural um I'm sure you, you have some questions that you use in the in the beginning. Maybe we can even just talk a little bit about some questions that each one of us prepared. Um, and then there's some questions at the end, right? Questions at the end could be questions as you know, okay. So at the beginning we talked about X, Y, and Z. Where are you now in relation to that? Mm-hmm. If they gave something on the scale of one to ten, we could say, okay, you were three out of ten. Where's that now? I'm curious. Yeah. You know, we, we get asked them about the takeaways. So I think just almost having like a, I think the, the question at the beginning and end, it just creates like bookends, mm-hmm. right? And it helps you get, kind of helps you bring everything together. And I think it's also useful for, for a lot of us. And, and when I say that to me, is like that always, well, what used to happen for me is like, I would go over, over time a little bit. And then I was just like, okay, I got to run or the client's like, sorry, I'm running late. And then the plane just crashes. Right. And I think if you have this kind of like the first five, 10 minutes and the last five, 10 minutes, this helps you land the plane. And I think it's really useful for the client to actually say, okay, you know what? I know we've not completely finished. We can keep some of that for the next session, but let's, let me check in. Where, where are you right now? You know, what's your takeaway? What are you, what are you, uh, what is, maybe what are some of your actions you're focusing on?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's super fair. Right. Um, Personally, I, I have a somewhat different approach to it. And I say a bit more, but I, I think it makes a lot of sense that based on what we know about coaching and what works, what maybe what we know about change processes, maybe what we know about coaching competencies, it makes a lot of sense you have some of these questions prepared, especially for takeoff and landing. Um, that it makes sense that you know, 10, 15 minutes before the end, uh, you initiate the landing process and have questions ready, like who are you going to be accountable to, for example, um, in relation to where we started, where are you now? Could you stake stock for me? And also you mentioned confidence as an example, right? What do I know about con- confidence? What do we as people know about conf- confidence? What fosters confidence? And then we can you know ask some questions. Um, well-being, for example, is something that that often comes up. well-being and happiness. And I just happen to know through the science and through experience that there's certain elements that contribute to well-being, like good relationships, sense of autonomy, um, having the skills to deal with your environment, self-acceptance, personal growth, meaning, purpose, you know, flow and engagement. Uh, and these factors are something that I can ask specific questions about. You know, tell tell me about some of your important relationships in your life. You know, um, how engaged do you feel on a daily basis in life? And uh, those kinds of models can really help me to check in and ask pointed questions that explore something that I happen to know contributes to what you're trying to get. And so in that way, I can really prepare some questions based on existing models and whether I'm going to use them or not. Uh, that's, another, that's another question, right? Sometimes coaching sessions take a hard left or a hard right, and they just go somewhere completely different. And I'm very well prepared to put all of the questions I have in a bucket. Um, but generally, I don't really prepare those questions. Maybe it's something that comes with experience that, you know, that, that tend to come to me now when I need them. There's a lot in my bag that kind of comes out at the right time and I trust that process. So I, I like tuning in and just seeing what happens. You know, yes, I could run through a coaching session with a set of questions at the beginning and at the end and maybe throughout that might really help here. But you know, more often than not, it just goes off the rails anyway, and it needs to. It goes where it needs to go, and then we can still check in. It's like, okay, we set those rails in the beginning. Uh, is that still where we're going? Do, do we want to veer back to that? Uh, how's what where we are now connected to where you said you were going? Um, So I like to go with that flow, and I trust that process. So sometimes it's outside of this ICF framework in terms of okay, uh, setting clear goals for that session, setting clear goals for the uh, the coaching relationship as a whole. Um, so I don't really prepare those questions, but I can certainly see the value in preparing some questions and then holding them very lightly as we run through the coaching.
2: Yeah, I really enjoyed just hearing both of your approaches to it. Um, so I think... I definitely, I have a habit of doing what uh, Sevash was talking about as well, definitely before a session. um, I like browsing over, there's a great book called, and the next question is, for example, a book like that. And if I already have some prior knowledge from previous sessions, or even if it's the first session, I'll find a chapter that I feel like could be just some inspiration, even if it's just to get myself into coaching mode. I like reading through some questions. And if I find one that I think like "Mm, that sounds like a nice powerful question or this one could be relevant I might make a list of like five questions that really jump out at me and kind of keep them almost like aces up my sleeve Mm -hmm. like like if this comes up this would be a really nice question to ask but like you said Yannick kind of keep it lightly like so as not to be attached and like you know desperately want to ask my or what I think is a really good question for my clients so I think I like that feeling of being prepared. It gives me a little bit of confidence too. And I feel like I'm learning new things by just reading different ways of really asking the same question. I like quite like analyzing just like how subtle changes of phrasing also might influence the response you're going to get. Yeah. Um, At the moment, actually though, because what I'm doing is I'm running, I was saying to you guys before we started the recording session specifically on two topics. So I've designed two workshops that I'm running in an hour and a half. And I found it really, really interesting doing them with different people week after week and just seeing how the same question, because as part of that, I'll have put in certain questions that I think specifically are good for opening up that subject. Just seeing how differently people interpret the question, respond to it and where it can take you. Um, So that's quite fascinating. Um, So then based on the experiences I have, I try and find out like, okay, why was that question? It seemed to work really well for that person. But why did that exact same question not work so well for that person? And then kind of try and fine tune and learn new things about it. Mm. Um but yeah, I think um maybe in the context of working on certain subjects specifically, it's also a bit more easier to hone in on certain questions that might come up again and again through repetition and practice. Um, so I think, yeah, I I find it a very helpful thing to do for sure.
0: It's really interesting because what you mentioned there, uh, I know, Stephen, um, and I think think I can say that without revealing anything. I, I know that feeling of confidence going into the session confidently is the main thing why he would start to prepare. Because when he first told me, oh, I'm, I, I want to prepare for this session, part of me was like, mm. you know, because it can also really be in the way if you, took, if you get too attached to what you had prepared. You know, you put work into it and you decided that these are good questions. So it's much more tempting to hold on to them and try to weave them in in some way. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be the case that you get, you're not focused 100% and super present with what is because you have this thing in the back pocket and part of your brain is, is thinking about bringing that in in some way because it's good. Uh, but he said the same thing that you just said, basically, you know, it helps me to be more confident because I know I've got something to fall back on if I have to. And in like what nine out of ten cases, you would never really touch any of that. It's like writing the cheat sheet when you go into an exam, but you know you never really intended to look at it. But it, it's good to have it there, just as a fallback plan, you know, if that's the kind of person that you are. Yes. <laughs> um, but like, it's a really good advice to um, write a cheat sheet, right? Because uh, it, it's it's there. At the same time, you know. I really dropped all of that because when I don't know what to ask next, I just, I just sit in that right. Like, it's like, where do we go from here? Well, I don't know. You know, you don't know. I don't know. We're both trying to figure it out. Well, here we are in partnership. This is coaching. Let's try to figure it out. I really dropped the idea that I need to know the answers or that I need to be the guide guiding somebody through these sessions. And I think as an existential coach, it's easier to do that. I know there's many coaches whose clients would expect from them to offer some guidance and hold some hand. I've heard people say coaching is leadership, right? So if coaching is leadership, depending on your relationship with leadership, then you really should know where to go next. And I don't think that's necessarily helpful. I I know it can be, but I just relate to coaching differently. So I guess depending on where your stance is, uh, the need to prepare is either unnecessary um, or it it might be quite important.
2: I like
1: that. I I think it's also really important to just check in with a client. Sometimes I think you can prepare something that could potentially be useful to explore. Maybe you want to explore a certain area, especially if you've worked with a client for a while. But I find it useful, like you said, Yannick, coming back to, I just want to check in with you, you know, um, what, what's on your mind today or what would be useful today. It might be that they just want to go a completely different direction.
0: Yeah, they should prepare, not you. Okay. <laughs> if you prepare more than your client, that's something I would pay attention to. Yeah,
1: and I, and I think there is also value in coming up with different questions. For example, I, I learned this one from uh, Steve Chandler and he, he did this one in a, in a workshop in America. Uh, he gave us around 20, 25 minutes. He said, just ask, get in pairs, ask each other this question. What is missing in your life? And just create space for each other. And then the second question after 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you ask, how are you keeping it out? And simple questions, but so much so much interesting things and really insightful things came out of it. And I think sometimes... It's useful. I I found it useful to have these different questions. For example, for example, those questions. Or hey, let's let me let me check in with you. Let's let's look at what are some things in your life that that are draining you. Sometimes I find that we can have exercises, right? But again, not being like you said, not being too attached. Like you know what? Today's session is all about energy. We're going to look at what's energizing, what's draining you. And, and what, I, what I sometimes find useful is just to actually bring it to the client. Hey, I, I got an exercise around energy, but I want to check in with you. How are you feeling today? Is there something in particular that you want to bring to the session?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and see, this is where I check in with energy when I feel energy is coming up as a topic in the here and now. But I, I totally respect that many coaches they design programs and then they have a pretty good idea of what the topics are that are going to come up. And they ask the same questions over and over across their different clients because they have learned that just work and they just open up an area of inquiry that's going to be important. For that topic, right? You come to me for confidence. I mean, for me, you come to one of those coaches for confidence, and they probably have a pretty decent methodology on how to work with that. And they can probably somewhat anticipate what's going to happen in session two or three or the general sequence of this process. Uh, Again, it's not how I work, but like I can, I have seen that work over and over again. So there's a question of, am I the kind of coach who is going with the flow and we trust that process and we sit in this not knowing and we can go places where maybe we need to go and we keep open to going there? Or am I the kind of coach who offers a methodology based on my experience and my knowledge and I'm willing and able to take the client by the hand and guide them through a particular process? If you're the latter kind of coach on that kind of end of the spectrum, then I think it's important to prepare. You know, it also adds a lot more pressure and weight and expectations and responsibility to you.
1: Yeah, so I don't think, I think there's a
0: better or worse way. It's you know, it's from different from client to client.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's good or bad, and I think this relates a little bit to our third question that's coming up in this episode. Is I think sometimes what I've seen is in my, in my and especially looking at my looking at my own experience. There's times where I kept. So the first year, year and a half, most of my coaching was actually around confidence, mm. right? And I kept myself into, almost into that bubble, right? And then a few years, my coaching was around business. And what I do now sometimes, like, hey, I have some things prepared that's going to help us in this area of your business. But let me check in with you. You know, what's coming up for you? And for example, clients says, well, you know what? Actually, just had a really big fight with my partner. Like, okay, is that something that you would like to explore today? And as my level of um, skills has grown and my confidence has grown, you know, I'm okay, Let, let's go there if you would like. We can, we can create some time for that. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed that while it's not business or while it's not exactly what, what the goal is, it, it's, it's often very, very useful. And it often helps them in the main, the main thing that they're working on. But again, you know, like that often comes from, you know, it takes a bit of courage to go there. I think as you get better and better at coaching, you can help people in different areas. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe we can pause that and come back to that one as we come to the third question. But again, yeah, if
0: from, we come I'll to come the part third part. question today, <laughs> I think that's a that's a good cue. I'd say there was a lot there. Nikki, unless there's something burning on your soul, uh, I'd say let's let's close that down at this time. Uh, And let's move on to something that's quite related, which is do's and don'ts of a consultation, because it's much more likely and much more useful, I think, to have questions prepared for that sort of thing. Um, Nikki, anything you want to add?
2: Not really happy with that. Really enjoyed it. Mm
0: cool well thank you for listening um if you're live on facebook uh, stay tuned we'll move into the next episode and if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting platform well thanks Uh, see you next time and maybe you know you can send us a question too if you want us to discuss that so um as always you know this is a part of the start of a conversation hopefully so do have a conversation with someone being with us today. I appreciate your commitment to learning and growing as a coach. Just a few things before you go. First of all, we're doing this for you. So if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, do send us a question. Secondly, we're not doing this for profit, so we rely on your support to help us reach as many coaches as we can. So if you can send this episode to a friend or tell a fellow coach about what we're doing here, maybe you can subscribe or leave us a review or even support us on Patreon. That would be amazing. And lastly, you can find us across all major platforms. So uh, whether you like to watch or you like to listen or you like to download episodes and listen to it uh, in your car while you're driving through somewhere with no internet, uh, you can do so too. Um, And that's it from us. Thank you and
1: I hope to see you next time.